there's been something on my mind for a while. I'm seeing a trend with some mid-career job seekers that's disturbing to me, and I want to take a moment and address it here with you. Some of you are being very needy and desperate. Basically, you're trying to convince networking connections and hiring managers that you're great, and it's a huge turnoff. Now, I want to be clear that you may be experiencing a set of some very stressful circumstances. Perhaps you've been unexpectedly laid off from your job. Maybe finances are tight, or you've been applying to a lot of jobs only to hear crickets. If that's your situation, it's understandable you might be showing up a bit needy or convincing, but it's got to stop. Stay with me. Because in this episode, I am going to help you put an end to being needy or desperate in your job or promotion search and help you show up from a much more powerful place that will help you get more people interested in who you are and what you do rather than just finding you interesting where they're never going to offer you a job. Welcome to episode 147 of the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. I'm your host, John Nerrell. I'm here with you each week to help you find a job you love or love the job you have by using my proven four-step formula. If you have not had an opportunity to download my free career guide called Five Mistakes Mid-Career Professionals Make and Need to Stop Doing, you can either head over to my website at johnnerrell.com or you can check the show notes to click that link and download your free copy of that guide today. If you haven't heard, I've recently launched a premium version of my podcast called the Mid-Career GPS Podcast Plus. It's a subscriber-based option where each month you'll get access to a special episode that's only for my subscribers. Last month, I shared a strategy with you about evaluating any job offer that I call four Fs. And this month's episode is focused on building a learner's mindset when you are job searching, networking, interviewing, or you're in that job you love and you're still looking to grow. Plus, I address a few hot topics such as office romances, staying in a job because you like the people, and for what I'm just going to say right now is not saying stupid things. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go over and visit the midcareergpspodcast.buzzsprout.com or check the show notes to subscribe. Subscriptions start at just $3 a month and you will get access to those episodes immediately. Now for today's episode, the whole theme here is about stop trying to convince people you're great. And where our desperation or our need to convince people come up is always based off of a circumstance. So for example, there's a lot of you in the tech industry that might be a little worried right now. You're seeing companies laying off thousands or tens of thousands of people. You may have been part of the tech layoff that's been happening over the last few months. Or you may be looking for a job and simply finding it difficult because of residual effects from the pandemic or just where the market is right now. 
We hear reports on the news and online that there's a lot of jobs for everybody out there. What they're not mentioning is that companies are being more selective. They're looking at their talent pool. They're examining their organizational charts. And they're identifying exactly where they need that talent. And for some companies, they are okay waiting until they find that quote-unquote perfect match. So when you are actively looking for a job or you are frustrated you haven't found a job as quickly as you would like, I want to share some numbers with you that will hopefully put some things into perspective. Over the last few years, and, and we've seen a slight uptick in this, but what I can confirm and in talking with some of my colleagues as well, and what I'm seeing in other places also. If you are applying for jobs through a job board, you're applying on LinkedIn, Indeed, or any other of the sites that you go to, what we say right now is that if you get a 15% response rate from your resume and job application submission, you get a 15% response rate we say that your resume is performing well. Now, a response rate is an acknowledgement saying we've reviewed your resume, but you are not being invited to an initial interview. Or we've reviewed your resume and we'd like to talk to you and they actually invite you to an interview. If you can get that response rate up to 25 or 30%, we say your resume is performing exceptionally well. This is why it's important to customize your resume and have a resume that is applicant tracking system compliant that hits those keywords and the frequency of those keywords in the job posting you're applying to. So now, once you get an interview, we have to talk about how to handle that. Well, if you are using job boards, but you also realize that networking for a job is a far better possibility. And for all of my introverts that are out there and going, oh, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to do that. That's okay. There is no quote unquote right way to find a new job. But if you are going to go the networking route, here are the things that I have heard people say as I've been connecting with people and having consults with people They'll say things like, I need a job. If I don't get a job, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm a hard worker. Just give me a chance. This is my favorite one. I'll do anything. All of those statements reek of desperation and neediness. And just like if you were trying to date somebody, you would probably run away from them. Be very careful about what you are saying and how you are saying it. Imagine getting to a final round of an interview for a job that you desperately want. You know it's a great fit. You like everything about the organization. You like the people you've met. You're excited about the work you could potentially do. And you get to that final interview and your excitement and your enthusiasm comes across as being convincing or needy or desperate. And they go with somebody else. You're heartbroken. You're disappointed. You're angry and you're frustrated. These are the things I want you to take a moment here and just think about 
where you might be coming across as needy, desperate, or convincing. Because all of that, I will tell you, my friends, begins with a thought. There is a thought about why you are choosing that action that you believe is going to get results. In my coach training, I know that thoughts are a form of energy. And the energy that we put out there, be it a thought, feeling, or action, that when we have a thought, it creates a feeling. That feeling creates an action. That action, in turn, creates a result. So if your thought is, if I don't get this job, I don't know what I'm going to do, right? The feeling that might come up here is of desperation. And how do you behave when you're desperate? You try to convince people. You try to assure them you will be the model employee. You will do anything and everything in your power. And how is that working for you? If you begged and pleaded someone to give you a job, and they did, would you really want to work for them? Think about that. Sure, it would be great to have a job and a paycheck and all those kind of things. But is that what you really want? See, the goal here is I want to offer for you to take those thoughts where you're needy, desperate, or convincing and shift them into something that is far more engaging and powerful. I want to offer you that this is an opportunity for you to share how you can help someone. What makes you stand out? What makes you an exemplary IT professional? account, project manager, educator. What is your unique professional value? In my show up six strategies, I talk about this in terms of what is your genius? What is the thing that you are so good at? People come to you for guidance. People rely on you. I don't care whether you are just starting out in your career or you have been there for 40 or 50 years. Why are you valuable? And more importantly, how well do you communicate that? At the start of every episode, I share my unique professional value with you. I help mid-career professionals find a job they love, or love the job they have. It's a great podcast introduction. When I am networking, when I am speaking to groups, I actually have a slightly longer version of that. I'll say to them, I help mid-career professionals who feel stuck, undervalued, and underutilized show up to find a job they love or love the job they have using my proven four-step formula. Stuck, undervalued, and underutilized, talks so strongly to the community of people that I work with, and more importantly, I specifically help. Who is that for you? How well are you communicating your story? 
If you go online and you look at the the best interview tip for 2023 right now, one of them will absolutely be, be a great storyteller. You are the only one that can tell your story as well as you can. Do you want to tell that story from a place of value and service? Or do you want want to come across as being needy or desperate or convincing? When you are being needy, convincing, or desperate, it means you are only clear on getting what you want. It's all about you. Let me say that again. Being needy, convincing, or desperate means you are only clear on getting what you want. In other words, it's all about you. And this is a huge turnoff to networking connections and interviewers and hiring managers. Again, I want you to think about the story you're telling. When you go into an interview, especially when you are beyond the first round, first rounds are typically all about fit, right? We kind of assess where you are skill-wise if there is an initial fit. Make no mistake, second, third, fourth, and any other subsequent round interviews are also all about fit. The level of fit that we examine goes a lot deeper. I coach my clients on how can they assess fit of their future employer. That's how you show up in a more engaging way. What are the questions you are going to ask them? I did a whole series on interview preparation last August, and you can go back and look at those and listen to those episodes as well. But the thing here is never, ever, ever underestimate that interviewing and also networking. But when you get to that interview part, it is all about a relationship. And someone who you barely know, who you have talked to maybe a few times, maybe for a half hour, 60 minutes, half day, full day, whatever that is, they are going to make a judgment about whether or not they believe you are the next best thing to come into their organization. That is hard. If you are out there interviewing, you are being vulnerable and my hat is off to you. Interviewing and networking is so much about being vulnerable. Because yes, someone's going to judge you. Someone's going to decide whether or not they want you. Well, just remember, you get to judge them as well. You have to think about how you build these relationships in a way that moves your relationship with them forward. Being needy, convincing, or desperate isn't going to do that. Now, I shared earlier that one of the biggest tips about networking right now is you have to be a better storyteller. In fact, you have to be a great storyteller. You have to command a room or command the attention of someone whom you don't know and tell a story that is engaging and inviting. So here are my tips to help you be a great storyteller. You need a story that is clear and easy to follow. You need a very simple beginning, middle, and an end. You need to share results 
and why that's important to somebody. Don't talk about, hey, this is how I'm great and how I'm wonderful. What was the impact of that? I want you to think of telling a story as a partnership because in that partnership, you are painting a vision for that person on the other side because they're considering hiring you to go work for them or work with them. And you as the applicant need to paint that vision as well. Can you see yourself working with them? Are they somebody whose leadership you respect, you can follow? In some cases with interviews, I have clients that absolutely love the STAR method, situation, task, action, result. It's a very well-known established protocol for answering behavioral interview type questions. I have others that don't. They prefer to have a very simple beginning, middle, and end. And what I tell them is, is that the ending must have a clear result as the result of your efforts. You need to tie it back to what it was that you did. Now, that doesn't mean that we are trying to convince somebody that we're great or we're bragging about how wonderful we are. What we're doing is we're sharing our value and communicating that that's going to get somebody interested in learning a little more about us. If you think you are being needy, desperate, or convincing whenever you are connecting with somebody on a networking interview or call, or you're in an actual interview, if you think you are being needy, desperate, or convincing, you are. It's the easiest barometer. If you think you're being that, you are. So don't do it. Don't do it. Yes, your situation, your circumstances may feel like added pressure on you, but I need you to think larger picture here. I need you to think about why your value is exactly what they need. How are you going to help them? How are you going to bridge a gap, improve a process, increase revenue, change things for the better, whatever that is? But we do that from a place of value and service. We don't do it by sharing our circumstances that may come across as being needy, desperate, or convincing. You need to put on your best poker face and go in there. And whatever you got going on outside of work, keep that there. I have a dear, dear friend and and bowling coach of mine who gave me this great tip when I was struggling with uh, competing in tournaments. And, And what she said to me was, she says, I want you to imagine your hand on the door of the bowling center. And when you put your hand on that door, I want you to imagine you're leaving all of your worries and your problems there at the door. Because when you go to leave in a few hours, that'll be there for you. Just pick it up on the way out. So I am a little superstitious. I make sure I walk out the same door I came in. (laughs) It's the same thing for you. If you haven't had a job offer in six months, leave it at the door. If you're worried about when the next paycheck's going to come, as hard as it is, leave it at the door. 
building your mid-career GPS is all about coming from this place of value and service. It's about having the career clarity to know what it is you want to do, the intention about going after it, and doing it in a way that communicates how valuable and service-oriented you are, that's going to create a great partnership with your future employer because they can see you in the role. Now, if you're looking for some help, if you're looking for some help in building your mid-career GPS, there's a few things you can do. So one, you can hop online. There's a ton of information and resources that are out there we know. And it can also be really, really overwhelming. You can try to figure it out on your own, or you can have someone like me help you figure out whatever is next and help you create your next advancement opportunity. If you've ever been curious about coaching, if you've ever wondered what it is like, so coaching is not therapy. What we often say in coaching is that a therapist takes someone from a dysfunctional to a functioning state. Coaching takes someone from a functioning to an optimal state. If you're ready to accelerate your career, if you're ready to figure out whatever is next, if you've been batting your head against the wall, trying to figure out exactly what it is you want to do, maybe it's time to pull in a third party like myself and help you work through exactly where your sweet spot is in your career. So you can go to my website at johnnarrell.com and fill out the contact form. If you want to make it even easier, just email me at john at johnnarrell.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn a lot. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and direct message me and we'll set up a call to connect and just have a call to see if coaching is a great fit or not. What would it take? A few minutes of your time to see if it's worth pursuing? I don't know. A few minutes sounds pretty good, right? And and for those of you who know me, um, we spend a lot of time on a coaching consult. So if you qualify for a coaching consult, you and I are going to spend a lot of time talking about your goals. And we're going to assess fit. And if I truly believe that we're a great match and I believe I can help you, I'm going to make an offer to help you because I know I can. And I believe it's exactly what it is that you need. So again, feel free to reach out on my website, johnnarrell.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Email me at john at johnnarrell.com. But as we wrap up today, I want to leave you with this. It goes back to this point I made a little while ago. If you think you're being needy, desperate, or convincing, you are. So clean up the thoughts that in turn clean up the feelings, that clean up the actions that produce a different result for you so you can start making better connections, having better conversations, having more engaged interviews, that feel more like a conversation rather than a question and answer session. Start getting people more interested in who you are and what you do. You will find when you show up from that place of value and service, you are far more interesting and attractive to people 
They're going to want to know more. They're going to want to know how you can help them. And when you're exceptional at telling your story, great things happen. So my friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to find a bunch of other topics, feel free to go back. We are coming up on 150 episodes of the Mid-Career GPS podcast. I'm so excited and cannot wait for that. That'll be coming up in a few weeks. But until next time, remember this. You'll build your mid-career GPS one mile or one step at a time, and how you show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Mid-Career GPS Podcast. Make sure to follow on your favorite listening platform. And if you have a moment, I'd love to hear your comments on Apple Podcasts. Visit johnnarrow.com for more information about how I can help you build your mid-career GPS or how I can help you and your organization with your next workshop or public speaking event. Don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn and follow me on social at John Darrell Coaching. I look forward to being back with you next week. Until then, take care and remember how we show up matters.